Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing radio podcast extravaganza. This Woo! one's coming at you from, uh, two-thirds of it is coming at you from our new office in a room which is not an office. Yes. In a city <laughs> which has no internet or yeah. a name. Why, uh, why does this, of all cities, have the worst internet? I don't know, buddy. I don't know. I wish. I wish I knew, buddy. I wish I knew. Uh, I'm your host, Jack, And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. And uh, this, we're going to see how this goes. Spoilers, we're inside your computer, and this is actually a Tron uh, podcast. Is that a spoiler? Yeah. If you, yes. Yep. If you're lucky, you might from inside. You might computer. accidentally download the the uh, Elder Scrolls Online beta while you listen to this, because That's it will true. have been That's somehow true. recorded into the stream. Yeah, it's uh, you can tell because I'm I'm also throwing a pot uh, over in the corner, and uh, the vibration that my computer makes as it is downloading that oh, is uh, being recorded is being recorded posterity. into the grooves of the pot. Nice that I'm throwing. That was the premise of a Tim Robbins, uh, Tim, Tom Robbins, Tom Robbins, Marty Robbins. It was the premise of a Marty Robbins book. Um, uh, I think another roadside attraction. Somebody had a oh, that's Tim Robbins, a clay pot. Tom Robbins. Tim Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins is the actor. Right. Marty Robbins is no, the no, actor. No, Tim Robbins is the very tall author. Okay. Really tall. Yeah. Tim Robbins is really tall. Oh, okay. Have you never seen him, like, in comparison to another human being? He's really tall. I mean, I have, but only in movies, okay. where he's foreshortened so that he looks <laughs> next to Gandalf like a tiny, <laughs> tiny man. Okay. Um, what have you guys been up to? Uh, not much. I went and saw that silly new Lone Ranger movie. What'd you think? Uh, it was all right. It was really dumb. Um, but, you know, it was... It was a halfway enjoyable movie to watch if you wanted to go watch a movie. When you say dumb, do you mean like dumb in ways that you didn't expect or dumb in No, about about the ways I expected, you know. Okay. Lady with a wooden leg with a shotgun in it and riding a horse jumping off a building and onto the roof of a train and you know, things like that. Does she fire her shotgun to lend extra distance to her jumps? <laughs> no, that would be good. No, she just uses it to kill dudes. Oh. Is, did you totally just spoil uh, uh, a surprise from the movie? By oh, maybe maybe a little bit. It, it wasn't like... The the gun gets, gets introduced early. early. Yeah. So it's Chekhov's wooden leg. Yes, just, yes, it is. A common theme Ivory leg, actually. Like grindhouse with the... Yeah, it does seem to be rifle. a trope. Why is it always ladies with guns for legs? I don't know. I think it's a it's a it's like this weird juxtaposition, right? Like you think, hmm, lady, her leg is something good, and then it turns out to be a gun, and you're like, oh no, scary! Is it scary or is it? Oh yeah, I totally. You know, it's like want, for a while when there were that. teeth inside every vagina. Yeah, did you ever see that movie? I did not. That is that was disturbing. The, the what the vagina the vagina didn't vagina do 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 Vin Diesel's dentures Vin Diesel Vin Diesel yeah Vin Diesel that's the German pronunciation <laughs> uh, as far as you know sure what about you uh, what about you hot stuff what have you been up to well it's been two weeks since our last podcast and in that time I have 
said uh, 34 Hail Marys. Yes, I have. So I relocated from Chicago to Arizona, and then I re-relocated from Arizona to California. You didn't really meaningfully relocate to Arizona. No, n- not any more than I normally do. Sort of interim relocation. You went there I for a minute. Like, not having... So I, I moved the majority of the possessions that I use on a daily basis from Chicago to Arizona, mm-hmm. and then again to California. Right, and like, they fit into a single wallet, and it's a tiny, slim-sized wallet. Uh, it's not quite that bad, but like... I do have, like, a backpack and one other bag, and that is the vast majority of the things that I use. You need more stuff. Do you I? Need, yeah, you need, like, you need a temperament that causes you to spend a lot of time thinking about your physical ailments so that you can just have a lot of trappings of, you know, nostrums and whatnot. Ooh. Yeah. Bottles and jars and uh, potions. Unguents. Unguents, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Is it a hard G or a soft G? I don't know. Okay. It's one of those things that I've only ever seen written because who the fuck would ever say that <laughs> word out loud? <laughs> Savs or solves. Solves. So, yeah. Uh, I feel like salve I've heard out loud hundreds of times because of the magic card healing salve. Okay. Hmm. That uh, just reminds me of another video game that I've been playing that we have to talk about on our uh, next yeah. podcast. But healing not this salve. one. Yeah, healing salve. Uh, healing salve hero. So that's... that's occupied a significant fraction of my time is so like driving uh moving things packing unpacking town uh, to town up and down the dial yep uh and then a bunch of uh, trips to ikea and would you consider two a bunch yes i really would. i guess that is really one and a half too many yes uh i found out that ikea systematically overcharges people for the things that they sell that's actually not true but you did find a number of items that were marked one price and then sold to you for a much higher price yes we also bought a chair got it home tried to put it together and there was a piece missing yeah returned it got the new one home and there was a different piece missing from that one yeah <laughs> it was great uh what else have we done it was a less important structural piece in the second one so we were like fuck it we got the internet working sort of <laughs> yeah i would I would characterize this as an internet that sort of works. Um, we've hung out. We've gone to a bunch of bars and restaurants. Um, we've been exploring our, our new neighborhood. So, you know, uh, it's been, it's been okay. Uh, I have a lot of the past week and a half or so. I did not have internet. So that was strangely exasperating. I cleaned the house a lot because there was not as much, like there was an entire day that I spent waiting for the internet dude to arrive to magically turn on the internet. Um, and when he finally arrived, uh, the internet was slow as balls. Yeah. And I felt bad cause I was like, whoa, this is really terrible. And he was smiling. He's like, yeah, but you guys have internet now. I hooked your internet <laughs> up for you. Right. 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 Yeah, he was like, Give me a good review. Give me a good review. I'm like, uh, I mean, like, people love me on Yelp. I have no idea why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're here. We're on the internet. Get used to it. Yeah. I didn't go to any of the... It, we got here right in the middle of Pride Week. That's true. Mm. Um, so there were lions fucking everywhere. <laughs> you and, also got uh, there just in time for the uh, the second annual Molly Jam. Did you do anything about that? We didn't because we had just gotten the internet hooked up the day before. And so it was like, fuck, man, we no, cannot... It was the day of. It was we, the, the internet 
got finally turned on like the two moment, hours two hours moment, before no at yeah. 6 p.m the moment oh. that you were supposed to <laughs> report no. to hq yeah. or whatever so we felt like we felt like a game jam would probably not be the best use of our time yeah if it had been like three days later or if we had gotten the internet hooked up three days earlier then i think i probably would have would have dove in that direction yeah like i had it was so just like right down the street from us that's true too. Yeah, and like we knew people that were there, so it wouldn't have even been like intimidating. So yeah, I don't know. Next year, we'll go to Molly Jam Jerusalem. <laughs> um, yeah, Kingdom of Loathing. I feel like I barely know it at this point. Although I finally We've been yesterday and today have been solid, and I guess the previous day too. What's yeah. the what do you call the day before yesterday? Monday. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, Tuesday. Uh, you guys, we've shattered the illusion that this show is live. Oh, no. Um, In fact, we're all dead. We're speaking we, to you from the great beyond. We have, uh, we, ha- we did an item of the month. We, we uh, oh, right. due to the uh, generosity of, of our buddy Stuart from uh, Tiny Spec, the, the glitch fellas. Uh, he wasn't even there. He was like, he was I said, hey, Stuart, can we maybe work out of your office? We're in a bind because we don't have the internet. And he was like, yep, I'll let Cal know. Here's his number. And so I texted Cal and I'm like, hey, this is Zach. Can me and Kevin work at your office? He's like, I guess, question <laughs> mark. And then we got there and he was like, oh, that Zach. That makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> so I don't know who he thought we were, but Zach Galifianakis pro tip. If you want to, uh, if you want an office to work at, just text him. And even if he doesn't know who you are, he will just say, okay, you can work in our office. Anyway, thanks to those guys. That office was great. The internet was fucking fantastic. There are keys. Oh yeah. Yeah. We probably should. Well, we should return it with a, we should say, all right, here are your keys inside a bottle of fine, fine scotch. How did they get in there? Weird. We'd have to okay, so we need to blow a bottle, uh, fill it with forty dollars. Yeah, same as in town. I think yeah. it's going to cost more than forty dollars for us to learn how to blow glass. I don't. You know already know glass. how to blow glass. I don't. I, could you? Could you? If I said, "All right, you have four hours," uh-huh. and at the end of that four hours, you have to have made me a whiskey bottle from scratch. Well, it depends on what you mean by made you, because at that point it would have to be in an annealing furnace. It takes like over, it, it basically has to cool overnight before you can do anything with it. I've heard that a standing furnace is actually way better for yeah. your overall health. No. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, uh, we made an item of the month. Yeah. That was fun. It's ongoing. It is, yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody asked a question in the Monday show uh, thread, which I'll get to on Monday. I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's weird. The, the collar took a lot longer time, took a lot longer than I expected to be found. I think partly because I hadn't really internalized the fact that I changed the arena in a way that made lead necklaces fairly rare right. as a thing that gets got. Um, you basically don't get them anymore from familiars that have equipment, right? Yeah. So you only get a lead necklace if you go in there with, like, I theoretically, I guess an elemental fairy. Although somebody on the forums said something disparaging about somebody who suggested that an elemental fairy was the thing to do. The black cat does it. Right. Um, some of the stuff that makes its own equipment, hmm. maybe. 
So even even if you've already got whatever the specialized equipment is, you'll still get another one of those rather than a lead necklace? I think maybe yes. I so, yeah. yeah. Huh. I don't know. I remember making it friendlier, and then uh, maybe I made it. People a want too to friendly. farm them for anyway, the sake of. But when it went that long without having been found, yeah, I upped the I upped the rate of incidents pretty significantly. Which now now it's like, oh, these are way too easy to get. But the, the <laughs> cool thing about like the thing about this and the cool thing about the item in general, shit. My computer just fell asleep. I hope that it did not stop recording. I don't think it, did. it was no, just it the display. Did, it did not. Okay. Sorry uh, for the interruption, folks. Yeah, this is awful. Uh, I should probably change that setting at some point. Although, once we start answering questions, I will be tapping, tap, tappity, tap, tap on the keyboard. Scroll, you'll, scroll, scroll. You'll, you'll hear it. You'll feel it. You'll feel it in your bones if you're using one of those bone-conducting headphones Ooh. to listen to this podcast. And why wouldn't you be? Bone phone. Did you see where they patented that? Uh, somebody patented a technology that allows audio signals to be beamed into the bones of people who lean their heads against yes. the windows of subway cars. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like audio transmitted through skull vibration for people who are trying to sleep on the subway. Wake up, stupid. As a way to deter that? I think just oh, as I a way to advertise just as a way to pump commercials into your dreams headlong into the cyber dystopia that i fucking want to use that in a puzzle now that is awesome <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right i mean that's super great yeah this so you just give somebody a vibrating egg hold it up to your head no you have to put it in your mouth you have to oh. you have to put it between your teeth and then you can hear the uh, like oh, that is so great and the answer to this puzzle is haha that egg has been in my butt <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great place egg in mouth place egg in mouth for secret message haha <laughs> that egg was in my butt ah this is a pretty good idea you're right man let's let's design a puzzle hunt yeah, and then get sued. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't really put it in your butt. Well, uh, well I don't know. You know, I, what you do off the clock is your own business. The state, the state has insisted that I do not interfere with that kind of thing. So, do what you will, buddy. Love is the law, love under will. <laughs> um, anyway, the yeah. item... Uh, yeah, of clan, the month. Clan yeah. Hot so, no, the um, if you think about them, which this is a totally reasonable way to think about these items as keys for unlocking hot dogs, but none of them are conceived that way, right? They are all just new content right, that is in the game, and that lead necklace replacement thing, like you know, that's a thing that somebody might use. Sure. You know, I mean, we've never really done anything where the damage that your familiar deals is important, but there are probably some familiars for which plus 20 damage is not strictly worse than plus five pounds. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure there are, but there probably are. Could maybe, be. You know, maybe. It's possible. There might be some. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the familiar damage formulas are like weight divided by two to weight damage right. whenever they hit. And so, you know, that's a plus five pounds thing is just plus two and a half damage in those cases so yeah it's pretty you know, it's probably a thing what else um what are the other unlock items that seems like it was a month ago even though it totally was not it's like a week yeah 
there are a bunch of new mechanisms for acquiring the items. The deb- the debonair deboner, which somebody found because the number changed on one of the choice adventure options, and apparently that's the thing that Mafia yeah. exposes to the user. I mean, it's it's a web page, so it's exposed to the user one way or another. And the token. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. That was your idea. Yeah. All the mean ones were your idea. Yes. <laughs> including including the, the, as yet the extra mean undiscovered one. Not uh, undiscovered. Not undiscovered. Well, yes. Just uh, who, who knows? Just unpublicized. Sure, sure. Just pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Anyway, um, I'm happy with the way that that item of the month turned out, I think. Yeah, me too. Um, it was stressful, and it was a bunch of work. And then I got in trouble on the forums for getting mad that somebody posted we were, we dev were notes to the in wiki. such a, like, scattered and, like, unhappy state to begin with. And then, like, getting any kind of additional sort of flack or resistance was just such a, like, mental and emotional tax. We didn't get resistance, you know? It was just that fucking... No, that's the thing. It wasn't, it, like, objectively, it was just not a big deal. Like, from my just, perspective, what happened is I made a mistake, and then somebody took out an ad in the newspaper that was like, <laughs> hey, everybody, look at this mistake that Zach just made. And I was like, oh, thanks, asshole. Right, which, you know. Which, from everybody else's perspective, is not really what happened, right. I guess. Although, I, I will say that posting, like... When you when you see behind the curtain and you see something that you're pretty obviously not supposed to be seeing, the impulse to just show everyone is an impulse that I think probably only exists in people that I don't like. So it, my it's not really argument, I guess. I would say that someone who does not have any expectation of being able to 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 talk to us directly, like. I don't know if I had encountered something in, say, World of Warcraft that seemed like it might have been a bug or had some weird developer information in it or whatever. I don't know what I would have done with that. You would have taken a screenshot and been done with it, I think. Or maybe, or maybe not. I, I don't know, right? Like, it's not like I, you know, I would potentially want to report it to the people who run the game. Well, sure. If it, yeah, but I don't know. How, I wouldn't have known how to do that necessarily. And you know, like well, you click the little insect on the sure, sure. I you know, I I don't fault anybody involved in this exchange, you or the the guy or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's just it was just a thing some, that like I think some people who were already inclined to be angry at me got angry at me about it. Sure. And uh, you know, I, I will admit that my just editing the comment down to nothing. Instead of apologizing, the thing is, I still don't have any idea who I said it to, so I felt like I it was don't just an anonymous. Yeah, I don't. I like. Anonymous. I don't feel like I owe the world an apology for doing that. If there was an individual person who was like, "Hey, it was me, and that hurt my feelings," I would say, "I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings," but that's not what happened. Like, what happened is they, just, they were really they were really um, uh, not upset, but they were like, "Like, oh, sorry, you know, they were apologetic about what the, was." Did we figure out? Somebody somebody said it was me who did it, and I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, Cannonfire said that it was him who did something, but all he had done was edit like the item ID into the wiki entry or something. No, it, it was, was just it was somebody else that oh. was apologizing. I thought. Yeah, yeah. 
anyway. Anyway. Yeah. That was on the heels of days without, you know, and the thing is, why is not having internet so psychologically jarring? Mm, well, torturous. I mean, it's not so much not having internet as like, oh, okay, uh, here, you just can't do your job. Oh, like, sure. no matter how badly yeah. you want to do your job, you just can't. Yeah. Like, and that's frustrating, both because I am driven by duty to do my job, and I also enjoy my job. So, like, it's just plus like a it's like a major able to work. It's also a major medium for like general communication and entertainment. So that's a huge chunk of stuff that you're used to doing that you suddenly can't do. Yeah, I mean, we had the phone on our internets. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. But even I mean that was that was almost more torturous because I I just couldn't like anything. Couldn't like, stop digging around on your phone, but then you can't read any PDFs. Yeah, you can't like look at any of the links that people are posting on Twitter because they're all like, check out this amazing game, blah blah blah. And I'm like, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I can't. Stupid. Thanks, <laughs> asshole. That's what you say. That's the proper response to everything that happens on the internet. Right. And then Chris Moyer got mad at me, and I was like, oh, okay, I must be... He's like, you've just been being a jerk on the forums. And then I looked at my post history, and I was like, yeah, I have been being a jerk on the forums. You can look at your post history? Yeah, you can just search for posts by a user. And it was like, I looked, and like the last like 20 things that I've posted have been, I disagree, you're an idiot, <laughs> fuck you, stupid. <laughs> None of them were actually like that, but... But you did disagree a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, I... I'm not ever going to post in a thread where I'm like, yep, this is true. Hooray! <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, it's a forum for discussion, not just rabbling. Yeah, it's like a, a forum for agreement mobs. Uh, anyway. So that was fun. You guys want to read some questions? Yes. Sure. Cannonfire40 says, so we're at Sunday, but there are no questions yet. It starts, I'll start us off. Can you add the micro plushies to the giftapult? You can use URL manipulation to throw them, and you can throw stuff like the anniversary gift box, but that's boring because it does zero damage. Thoughts? Do you guys just not care about this giftapult thing because it's a pain in the ass to remember? Is that a hard-coded list? No, it's, it is a thing. It, the field appears in the spindler when you make something a gift item. Oh, does it? Yeah, it does, but I, th I think... Something about the way that that workflow is makes it really easy to forget about. And, like, we don't have... You know what would be worthwhile to have is on the front page a report of hats with no hat rack behavior, pants right. with no pants rack behavior, familiars with no chair hat behavior, and gifts with no gift to pulp message. I really wanted, I argued with you that we should just base the damage of the gift on, on the, the auto sell value rather than yeah. having to put it in for each one. And it's not that big of a deal. It was, I just felt like that was going to lead to some weird stuff yeah. going And you, on. you were probably right. And also there's a lot, there's a lot of gift items lot that of have zero just, Yeah, zero or sell. five meat and some of them were super rare anyway and deserve to be worth more damage. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that's the thing that we should do. So if they have zero 
cost. They just don't show up in the list. If they have zero damage, they just don't show up in the list. I think so. Yeah, but it doesn't. Oh, so that, that's why you can throw the That's why you can use Well, right, any fucking package, you can you can force submit a URL. Because those are all listed as gift items. Right. For some reason that I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah. Like, they are not. They're just. Like, an untradable item markers. making it a gift item doesn't do anything to it, I don't think. So, I think they are just somebody maybe. That causes all kinds of problems throwing gift package, like deleting a gift package without opening it. And having somebody else. Ha- well, no, I guess it's not. You're not throwing it at somebody. Right. You're just using. Yeah, no, it does. Because then you're always one behind. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could always just get somebody to send you. Well, no, you right. can't, right? Because even if you get somebody to send you a package with one meat in it, then the next time you get a package, you're just going to get one meat. Right. Yeah, wow, fuck. Because of the phylo. So there's a part of me that... FIFO? FIFO. No, I think it's phylo. I think it's I think it's first in, last out. Huh. No, 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 it's first in, first out. I think of... Philo is like a stack, right? And FIFO is a queue. Yeah. And... Five four is a cool English guy. <laughs> he keeps getting injured, and mm-hmm. we wish him the best. <laughs> um, yeah. Wax says, "What was season six's PvP mystery mini? <clears throat> was it season six's that never got figured out, or was it the last season? I, yeah. I think last season was season six, right? Mm. But that would be a full year. Yeah, I don't know." I, yeah, I was never told. I think, yeah, Hot Stuff never knew at all. I knew but forgot. Um, we'll, have to, we'll have to see. There's no reason we shouldn't reveal it if unless, we unless they're gonna use it knew again. it, right? Yeah, unless... I'm... There are two things that I don't understand every time the discussions about selecting minis for PvP come up. One is that I don't understand why there needs to be a mini centered around PvP performance and I know that people have explained this to me in the past and I just for whatever reason it just doesn't well I think the idea I could be wrong but I think the idea is having a mini that encourages something other than like stealing items is of value like having having a mini that is PvP related but not geared towards like the optimal or the most like resource gathering option means that people will do the other thing right like flower gathering was forever but i mean it seems like the fame one is encouraging winning at pvp which it's encouraging weird behavior yeah the so actually there's three things that i don't understand i don't understand that i don't understand why anyone likes purity as as a mini really yeah, because that that seems to me that it's just like, hey, let's just hamstring every other state mini. Well, but it's it's something. I mean, I can... guess it's like a mutual, like it's it's sort of like a mutex. Yeah. But that doesn't seem interesting to me, right? I mean, because it it's if like if, it's if, like if you have like five rock, rock paper scissors is interesting, but like like when everybody can either have a rock or scissors. Well, but they are stuck. So if you if you hit somebody for PvP. And, you, and it's a coin flip whether you're having a who has the most rocks or who has the most scissors no, contest, right? Like you know, unless they are online and actively doing stuff, you know that they're going to throw the same thing next time they fight, right? Because their state isn't going to change, right? So if you lose on something and you can't 
go better than you try to beat them on a different mini entirely. Do we even have called fights for rank, though? I thought we didn't. Well, it depends. I mean, like, it depends on the situation, right? Because like, if you're going for the hill, you, you don't, you're not going for rank. You're going for... You're just going for a win. You're just going for to try to beat somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like the hill, the hill is is where a lot of the, the the particularly interesting PvP stuff happens. Sure, I guess Chris did something that changed, like gave a set of messages for taking the hill as opposed to the same message every yeah, time. I don't, I don't know. know. So, uh, anyway, and the third thing that I don't understand about PvP is why we keep doing mystery minis, even though they are vastly unpopular. They are they are universally reviled by the players. Uh, like I feel like that's a thing where it's interesting to us, but I kind of considered it a failure after the first season. And I just, you know, this is PvP is just not my thing, right? It's like this is somebody else's baby, completely. This would be a better conversation to have on a show when Chris was on it. Sure. He's, I mean, he's been in charge. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's like revitalized interest in a in a thing that I did a shitty job of to begin with because I was no good at it. You know, something like purity I just did because people who were interested in it said, hey, this is a good idea. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't understand this at all, <laughs> but anyway. Whack continues. I got the mini-adventure. I got two. I can't use them in run since I'm in Bad Moon, but two things. One, is it yet possible to change what class it is in run? Even once every three days would be fine. I didn't get it to be optimal. I just thought it was cool, but I don't want to try out a mini-class and then go into Aftercore and think, this mini-class is terrible and I have to ascend to fix it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing built in that lets you change him except for ascending right now. Right. But there could be. Yeah. You could feed him an instant karma to change it. But if you if you don't have any, you still have to ascend to get one of those, right? Well, I mean, if you've already done all the quests and used them all, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, well, right. if you've used them, yeah, but I mean, okay, so maybe not instant karma. You could feed him something, right? yeah, or or we could just if it's been seven days since you ascended or changed his class, we could just give you a link to change his class, and then it throws you back into that. Choice, choice adventure it would be trivial to do and we probably should at this point i mean just if you're an aftercore i mean the problem is i don't want you changing it every turn so yeah. that you get the most you know because then there's people who feel like they have to do that yeah two buying stuff from the mall while in run and having it go into hanks and putting stuff into your mall store from hanks i had to use a multi and i don't want to get smited by czar even though everything was totally above board it could happen well no it, you're not going to get hit by the multis are for using a mall multi because that is a specific dispensation with very clear rules that's never going to if you follow those rules never going to run afoul of the policies that would get you disabled uh, how complicated would this be to do not even a feature request just wondering what sort of obstacles prevent this time old code that you don't want to trawl through it is it has largely it has often in the past when this has come up been that I did not trust the Hanks code because I didn't write it and I didn't want to mess around with it. That is no longer, so it's no longer the same code because it's basically been completely rewritten. Um, I no longer am that like having now, having gone from being a one programmer shop to being a, you know, a more real shop, I no longer intrinsically mistrust code that I didn't write. Um, 
Yeah, there's no real there's no real reason not to. I think I do have a little bit I have a tiny bit of a conceptual objection to buying stuff in the mall in a run and then pulling right. it because that I know that players don't like it. I know that serious players don't like it. But I like the idea of having to prepare for runs. Yeah. And you know, we we've we've gone so many steps in the direction that people want of not, you know. Yeah, you know, so many so many of these just like niggling things that people just complained about like stat days whatever, like they're just gone now and like the game isn't fundamentally compromised. I'm sure that there are right. clips of me saying, no, I will never want to do this because it makes, you know, takes all the world out of this world. There that will I... never be a fullness counter. Mm. Mm-hmm. For yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll never turn 40. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet proven to be. That's true. Team. I did. I also, I turned 37. I forgot about that. Oh, I got yeah. a sweet. Happy I birthday. got a sweet remote control quadcopter and a book about farts <laughs> um, why can't CDM come onto the show continues whack is he in a different town yes he is he's in a different town from all of us yep completely different uh, coast and he's he's like a he's a grown up he's he's a family man with a family plan he's in the family way yeah I mean I guess Mr. Skullhead is also a grown up but whatever uh, hot dog stand number one I'm sad that the one with everything does not refer at all to the relevant Dalai Lama joke. And two, there isn't a shaggy dog. Ah, that was pretty good. Shaggy dog is a good idea for an additional dog if we want to yeah, add one. Yeah, if we ever <laughs> wanted to put an additional dog. Canifire40 says, new question. Could we get an avatar potion for the haunted Scolabra? It is an awesome looking monster and is 60 by 100 if you crop off the blank space on the side. Um, yeah, so Possibly. those are hot stuff's deal that he does in batches. Um, because it's one of those things where, like, it takes exactly the same amount of time f- to say, Scully, make ten descriptions as it does to say, Scully, make one description. Hmm. So, like, if we do them in a batch of ten, they will be done in a day. And if we do them in ten batches of one, it will take a month. I, is, is that true of, of Riff, where you're like... Riff, write this word in calligraphy, or Riff, write this Ill- illuminated manuscript, and it's like, <laughs> that, either of those will take a week. Either of them will take a week, yeah. Yeah, Riff, this is, just to give you an idea of how coddled Asymmetric's employees are, Riff reported today that it is going to take him a week to write one word. No, 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 I said like two days, and that uh-huh. was including today. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Two days. Still, two days. One, literally, to one write word. one word. <laughs> you want it uh, fancy, though. <laughs> Nightball is uh, Nightball is telling me about uh, how to, and a bunch of other people also did um, how to change Windows Seven's taskbar to work more like the old Windows taskbar. Uh, slash Kamai says, "Any chance we might get an avatar path where you play as a past King Ralph to save the new King from the naughty sorceress?" Sure, huh. we'll eventually run out of things to avatarize. Sure, we'll do, we'll eventually have to do an avatar the last meat bender. Uh, that's pretty funny uh, yeah and um, have uh, James Cameron's avatar where you have just avatar path ponytail that lets you have sex with all your familiars that'll be a good thought we'll just alright Mr. Skullhead I need you to write detailed erotic (laughs) fiction about 
a Navi having sex with every familiar oh. in KOL. Wow, that's just a new field for every time we spindle a familiar. I know, but we're not afraid. We are not afraid to do this kind of multiplicative future work. Because fuck future us. What have they? What have they? What have they done for us lately? Nothing. Definitionally. Uh, last note: Scully Angel says, uh, "I know this is recorded early, but Happy Independence Day." I tricked you. That was six days ago. I would really like to see a skill called Rage Quit added to the game. Um, skill or skull? Skill. Skull. Have I just have I stopped being able to distinguish between those yes. sounds? When adding new skills to the game, do you look to fill a need, or do you save up fun slash useful skill ideas until there's a space like Crimbo to use them? I almost always just, oh, we should do a skill. What kind of skill should we do? And then come up with something. What would be awesome. Yeah. Like, you've, you've kind of turned into an underwater robot. Oh, you mean in terms of the audio quality? Yeah. I, thought, I, 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 can, were, I can barely understand what you're saying. I thought you meant uh, in terms of uh, coming up with what skills, skills do. Yeah. Like, uh, this, so this is a this is a, a starfish disintegrating skill. Uh, are we are we any better? Uh, yeah, slightly better. Okay. I mean, it, this is not nobody else is going to be able to hear this. It's just the Skype yeah. connection. Ugh, man. If only I still had that ping running that demonstrated just just all day twelve percent packet loss. Yeah, that sucks. That's uh, this is this is how we're living these days, and we can't get monkey brains because they don't smear on the window. Yeah. Uh, thank you for big. It has been really helpful for jumping into the sea at the end of each run. Well, thank you, Scully Angel, for confirming that it did what we intended for it to do. Last week says whack. There was something about the combat bar being uh, being or not being visible in non-combat adventures. If the combat bar became visible in non-combats. Would it theoretically be possible to use skills or items in certain specifically coded choice adventures to make them do different things? Uh, for example, in the knob outskirts is a non-combat with a grill, and you could throw a firecracker on that grill. Or if you're Earlsberg, you could cast a grill on that grill. That I would not ever. I don't think deliberately embark on that. What I would do if I wanted to do that is have a conditional button in the choice that was, if you had the skill grill, let you cast grill on it. Well, but then the question is, then, if we extend the non... If we extend the combat action bar into non-combat... Well, we're never... We're not going to do that because it wouldn't really mean anything. Like, nothing on it would be You could have buttons applicable. one through six. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You already do. I know. But, but there's no bar. Also, it's not limited to six anymore. Number one, says Nicodemus, there isn't a reward listed for completing the Merkin Temple. I don't mean the items you get. There are, those are more than adequate. I mean something under quests or accomplishments. Yeah, no, I just keep forgetting about quest log entries for mm. modern stuff because I don't want the quest log to be a thing anymore. Same thing goes for Marty's quest, he says. Shouldn't this be listed under quests? Yeah, same reason. Number three, November 28th this year is simultaneously Thanksgiving and Hanukkah. I don't think there's ever been any Hanukkah references in the game huh. since the dreidel, and uh, we're going to. And if we're going to celebrate minor Jewish holidays, why not something like Purim? But that's the last time that will occur for more than 800 years. Any plans for a one-day event? Sure. Man, Purim would have been a great uh, correlate to uh, festival festival of uh, Boris, Feast of Boris. Oh, yeah? I think so, right? What is Purim? Isn't that the one where you drink a lot? Or am I thinking of something else? I think you are thinking of something else. And I can never remember what it is. It's not like a Seder. No. That's something else. There's one where you drink until you can't tell the difference between Malkovich and 
Malkovich and Malkavian. Yeah. <laughs> um, Four, this game has sta- fantasy standard creatures like orcs, gnolls, goblins, giants, and undead, all with a non-standard spin, of course, but we don't have any dragons other than the misspelled one. Any plans of eventually adding them into the game? No, we didn't... This is one of those things like there's no coffee. Yeah, Except no for the one or two times where there's coffee, or there's no apples except for the apple occasionally that comes up. But yeah, there's sort of a no dragon, except for in the Limerick dungeon there's a dragon. Uh, you encounter a sozzled old dragon. Um... I have long wanted to put a frog-breathing dragon into the game. <laughs> and just vomits frogs at you? No, he just breathes them. It's not vomiting. I mean, would you, would you describe yourself as a person who vomits air? Uh, huh. I might describe a dragon as something that vomits fire. Huh. I mean, because it doesn't inhale fire, right? Purim yeah, is totally the, drinking, okay. the Jewish drinking Purim holiday. is the drinking holiday. Okay. Well, we already have that. It's called St. Sneaky Pete's Day. The difference between Haman and Mordecai. Haman and Mordecai. Yeah. Those are very different from one another. I don't know that I've ever been that drunk. Is there something special that you're supposed to do the next day? It's like, take aspirin until you can (laughs) see straight. Glebe says, how feasible would it be to do a challenge path that forbid your class skills, but you could still use non-class perm skills like olfaction, chronic indigestion, torso, etc. It could be an excuse to make more items like the Enchanted Burrito that gave you skills. I remember it being one of the first puzzles I solved all by myself, and it felt really satisfying. Yeah, that is a cool thing that we never really did much more with. Although, granting skills by eating foods. Yeah, there are plenty of skill-granting items, but they've become more like end-of-the-road things rather than like things that you would just encounter. And there's probably a lot more items that grant conditional skills than foods and boozes and stuff that grant Yeah, that's skills. true. I mean, so for every one of those, for, for literally for every one chronic indigestion, there are the five elemental high mains that grant conditional skills that no one ever talks about. Hmm. Like, it's like they're not even a thing because just nobody eats those. I guess if they just gave you a skill, then it would be a thing that you would see sometimes. You would eat one to get that skill. You know? That's weird. I feel like chronic indigestion is not great. Anyway, it would be... It would be... Like, implementation-wise, it would be trivial to make that challenge path. And yeah, I mean... That's actually kind of... A neat idea... If the way that if this challenge path was just like, all right, you only can use class zero skills, and then we just add make, make a bunch more thirty yeah. more items to the game in general that just yeah. grant you weird skills, you know, that are just you know lower powered versions of class skills or or whatever. I like making skills. It's true. And killing skeletons. And those things are like phonologically fairly similar. Making skills, skeletons. killing skeletons. Hmm. Twillow says, as a short-term fix, would you consider making the super likelies in places like the Oasis slash Desert act like the stocking mimic drops so they get increasingly likely the longer you don't see them for? <laughs> um, that would actually be pretty complicated. Like, if, we, if the game had been built to just operate like that from the ground up and there, was, there were structures in place for tracking like how long it had been since you saw a particular combat... Because it's or a particular non-combat, it's just it's weird because like moment to moment the game doesn't know what you want. 
right? Like there are cases where we could train the game to know what it is that you're waiting for, but it would have to be done to everything on a case by case. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like how you would do this and it would involve editing a bunch of individual things. Yeah. A bunch of individual conditionals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it'd be weird. It'd be weird to handle it. Right. Like, because it, yeah, it, yeah. Also, can you reconsider stopping in run donation being a thing and consider making the Jack not usable in run? The Jack is, is one thing. I mean, you know, we had a, it wasn't exactly an argument. We had a discussion about this in dev, like how, how could you change it such that it was still interesting, but not, yeah. How could I make it better for non dick stabbers while making it completely unacceptable to dick stabbers? And we maybe came up with something, but then found a potential loophole that would then be forced to, I, I understand this comes up once every five years, the end run donation thing. I get that there, I understand why somebody wouldn't want that to be a thing. I also, I have an, I have a really hard time. I don't want to make decisions based on revenue exclusively in any direction. I don't want to make decisions based on revenue, you know, fundamentally, right? But I also feel like it would be irresponsible of me to do something that all it's going to do is decrease revenue. Yeah. I mean, people spend a lot of their time in run, and chances are if somebody tries to donate and discovers that they can't, there's a very good chance they won't ever bother to try again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the I think the question is like, there is a way that you can use in run donation to effectively get three, three free pulls or yeah. whatever, and all of which are Mister A juniors, right? Like probably. that's the only thing that you ever get with it. But but it seems like pulls are not such a tight com- commodity at this point that that really yeah. matters. I mean, I think that the fact that this v- so rarely comes up indicates that it is not a big deal, right? And I honestly don't, if there was just a gate in the Sorceress's Tower that was like, all right, if you want a real serious leaderboard run, just put $10 into this gate, that would not be the worst thing in the world. It would not be a thing that I would do, but... What do you mean, if you want a real serious leaderboard run? Like, if it was the case that in order to do a real serious record-breaking run, you had to donate during the run. Uh Uh-huh. I think that that's okay. I think that that is, because that is sure as shit not the first time you've ever donated, right? Because if you're doing really serious quality runs, you have to give us some money and get some Mr. Store items, huh. right? You, you, can, you, can't you setting your own goalposts for what you consider, you know, your, your goals to be, if your goal is to hit that leaderboard, you're going to have to spend some money, and that's okay because that leaderboard is just there. It is not... It's not, you don't get to see new content for hitting the leaderboard. All you get is your name on a leaderboard. And I think it's okay if you have to spend some money to do that. Mm. Like, it's, you know, I feel like that is the least sleazy axis along which to integrate the business model into the game, right? Super intense high-end competition. 
almost certainly requires you to spend some money. And I think that that's fine. Right? Because the kind of person who is going to be that committed to the game is probably going to be okay with giving us $10 or $10 a month or $10 a week. You know, like it's, I just, I just don't, it seems like the kind of thing that I would feel bad about, but I don't. And I'm not, that's weird. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure why I'm, I'm my, my, the rationalizations that I am uttering now are me trying to process my feelings on the matter, I guess. And yeah, I just don't, I honestly don't think it's a big deal hmm. you know and I like I, I hope I hope that our credibility is such that I can get away with believing that you know uh, anyway Max Droom says when you guys play RPGs or any game that lets you name a character do you have a set name you always pick or do you just use the default name I Half the time I just make up a, a name. Is it usually a four-letter word? In an MMO, I will almost always make a character whose name is four letters long because I feel like it is my duty as a participant in a community to make my name easy to type if somebody wants to send me a private message or whatever. See, hmm. Jick. Riff agrees. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> actually, most of my characters in RPGs are named either Scalpel if they're warriors or Tracheotomy if they're rogues. Hmm. You know who disagrees? Aelfrian. <laughs> um, she takes the opposite tactic to me in naming things. I definitely agree that people who try a name and discover that the name they wanted is used. So they put in the same name, except with all umlauts and O's with slashes through it and bullshit that nobody knows how to type. Yeah. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. Yeah. Are you sure that they're not just Scandinavian? Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, they could be. I'm pretty sure that fart is just a guy who wanted to name a character fart, but there was already a character named fart. Here's a question. Do you think that they tried fart first and it didn't work? And yes. so that's how they did it? Or mm-hmm. they just automatically through They probably just have a, a WordPad document with always with do. fart with every combination <laughs> of weird, like the backwards Russian R. Um, <laughs> that T that looks Farts like Farts are us. Backwards R, isn't that gamma? I, I don't know anything about anything. I also just made up a foreign letter, which is that T that looks like a B, and nobody commented on it. <laughs> what? Um, R says Luxander whatever plans you had for the stairs to nowhere still in the works yeah yeah actually very much so yeah. um, I forget I get I, I, I read this RPG name question the other day when I played Knights of the Old Republic I named my character Chris Avalone <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I enjoyed that people referring to me as Chris Avalone as I was playing um, I I I will like in a single player RPG I will often just name like my Fallout 3 character was named Jack like just dude you know this (laughs) is the equivalent of naming the guy man (laughs) Um, healers are always Roland Uh, yeah I think my Neverwinter character is named Roland um Female spellcasters are always named Cassandra. 
It's a good one. Uh, I usually name female uh, healers Satori. Thieves are always named Pete, and they <laughs> are halflings if possible. <laughs> uh, I always name my half orc paladins Sir Canigam. Sir Canigam? My barbarians Crag Hack. I think Sir Canigam was probably a human, and Crag Hack was the half orc barbarian. Uh, my rogues are Swifty Sarg. Those are the those are the default names of characters from Might and Magic games. <laughs> Barbarian characters should always be named after the noise their weapon makes. Huh. Cling clang. So Thunk. a barbarian. So a barbarian in the uh, Aerosmith video game Revolution X, in which music <laughs> is the weapon. The my, this is my barbarian. The chorus from Love in an Elevator. <laughs> uh, they could be named Squiddly Dilly 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 Dilly. Ah, now I kind of want to make a cartoon where there's a barbarian that every time he introduces himself, every time he says his name, he just opens his mouth and then it just plays the chorus from the Aerosmith <laughs> song. <laughs> and nobody, nobody bothers like asking him, how do you do that? It's just taking his writ that that's his name. So, says Mark the Malicious, PvP Seasons 8, 9, 10. What exactly happened there? Uh, dude, I don't know. Um, some of it was automated and some of it wasn't, and Chris had to touch a thing. I don't... Oh, because it I was resetting. I was fucking off the internet when that happened, yeah. so I have no fucking idea. Like, we were... We might as well have been in the bottom of a well or on top of a mountain while that was going on. Or in the bottom of a well on top of a mountain where we're like, fuck, man, I'm at sea level. I just also couldn't be further away from anywhere that I want to be. Also, why did they dig this fucking well? Like, do they not have any idea how the water table works? Because this was a terrible idea. Um, Dodgson says... On a recent radio show, you guys talked about making a challenge path that took a minimum of 14 days, but with a crazy cool aftercore reward. The objection to this idea was that people would feel like they had to suffer through it, but I think this would only be because of the reduced rate at which you receive karma. Would you ever consider a challenge path that took four times as long, but the karma reward was scaled up as well? I would feel like that was dangerous because whenever I think something is going to take X amount of time, players mm. figure out how to do it in X, X divided 10. by five. Yeah. yeah. Um, X divided by X. X being where X is 10. <laughs> um, all right. That WO coin question, I'm uh, switching over to the video games hot dog thread, which I already did. Um, dog Talk Blade Blade says, hot stuff. In the interest of proving that Jick and Riff aren't just fucking with you, it's the international phonetic alphabet to the rescue. In IPA, pen is P backwards 3N with an unrounded open mid near front vowel sound. Pin <laughs> is P small capital I N with an unrounded near close near front vowel sound. Two yeah. distinct phonemes. Sorry, bro. Evidently, you've got the hearing equivalent of color blindness or something. You're color deaf. Open <laughs> mid and near close sound such like such bullshit terms. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the weird. So vowels are determined by. The shape of your lips, Labial. the position of your tongue, and the way that you do, the way that you do, the way that you teach people how to say, like, uh, umlauted vowels in German, like the way that you get Americans to be able to pronounce Germanic diphthongs is 
by making one vowel sound with your mouth and another and saying another vowel sound which when you say it your tongue does what it's saying but you say like put your lips where they are when you say ooh but then say e and mm. it ends up e which is one of the one of the umlauted vowels huh. and you just there's just various combinations mm. of those are all of all of the those german diphthongs so one of those things is the mouth. I don't know what rounded and unrounded is. And yeah, I don't know which of those things means your lips and which one of those, which of those things means your tongue either. Um, like fricative is when there's labial <laughs> fricatives where your lips hit your teeth. Right. Um, labial ling- fricative sounds really dirty. Yeah. That's, that, those are my uh, like stripper ling- characters. Lingual <laughs> fricatives, <laughs> baby, where, where your tongue touches your teeth. Um, yeah. Uh, also, Jake, I really hope all your peeps in Prescott are doing okay. News is scary. Yeah, I didn't know any of those guys that got killed, but Jesus Christ, the, uh, the pretentious artist's family, like, lost an ancestral home and all of their stuff. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. What happened? I didn't hear about that. There are just these wildfires in Yarnell. Oh. And it, so, so in Yarnell, uh, the pretentious artist family has managed for a long time the shrine of St. Joseph, um, which is, I did not know this, but the Catholic Church maintains shrines all over the world, which are just these like areas. And this one, there is a sort of a hiking path up a mountain, up a small mountain, up a butte. Uh, where there are sculptures representing the stations of the cross as you go up it, and so it's it's kind of a pilgrimage thing. Like it's meant to be like a slightly taxing thing, where it's hard if you're old to 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 do this. But the, you know, and then there's like a gift shop, and there's there's a there's a chapel where they do mass there and stuff. And they and uh, there's also like Roy's dad's dad's old house there, which they had lived in half time for Roy's entire life. That was also where Roy stored all of his old art. Oh, like all of the art that Roy made in high school got destroyed in a fire like two weeks ago. Oh, that's terrible. And all of these like large scale things, like all of this, all of the artwork that he did while he was living in Germany, like just these giant, anything that he didn't give away or sell is just fucking gone. And yeah. Um, I mean, obviously this is nothing relative to the loss of the families of the people who died actually fighting the fires. Um, I looked and I didn't, all of those people, I mean, because they're firemen, like there aren't a lot of old firemen. Right. So like almost all of those people were like 10 years younger than me. So it was like nobody, nobody that I knew or was even ever like contemporary with in Prescott. But yeah, no, that was a fucking wreck. Um, F says, my wife finally listened to one of your podcasts with me. It was a video game hot dog. She was pleasantly surprised at how funny and intelligent you guys are. Keep up the ruse. I'm going to take that as the backhanded compliment it is. <laughs> I am going to go ahead and say, eat a dick, F. Uh, says, hey, with the 4th of July coming up, <laughs> uh, become your inner frat or griller and tell us what are your favorite things to grill for a cookout. What are your favorite things to eat? Um, I tend to grill hamburgers and sausages, and that's... Yeah. I will go no, get good. a bunch of sausages from a sausage I, place. I like when you uh, when you cut up like those little red skin potatoes and put them in tinfoil with a load of butter 
and grill that. That's really is good. Is that really grilling, or is that just like improvised baking? It's like well, contact sure. baking. Yeah. It's something you can do with food and a grill. You can also do it with a campfire. Yeah, I tend to do that. I do a lot of that at campfires. Like, if we're car camping, I will, before going car camping, I will get, like, I will go get aluminum pie tins from the grocery store and just fill them with potatoes and cut up, cut up like, summer sausage, like, already cooked sausage, and maybe some onion uh, and a bunch of olive oil, and then shake it all around and then just throw it in the coals for, like, nice. half an hour. And yeah, it's really good. That ends up being really, really good. Um, but grilling, I'm a, I'm a, in that as in all things, I'm a total purist. Like it's just hamburgers and hot dogs. Never basically. steaks. Every once in a while, you know, I like I'm if I'm gonna get a steak, I'm just gonna go to a restaurant and get a steak because I, I always err on the side of overcooking stuff, sure. and I don't like overcooked steak, and so I just don't. It's like it is so much less risk for me to pay three times as much. Because steak you learned from your grandpa that cooks. you should just grind up your steaks yeah. into hamburger. And yeah, all, <laughs> ste- all steaks should just be turned into hamburger and add extra fat to it. Those burgers are fine if you grill them. The, the, right. the meat with the extra fat in it, the fat all just burns off and fills the entire neighborhood with grease Well, and and I was going to say the bottom of your grill is just this, like, lake of grease. Yeah. Uh, Hiya, says Cassandra Faust. I don't seem to be able to visit the forest friar after freeing the king and recalling my skills after a bad moon run. Is he gone until I ascend again? I don't have any idea what that's all about. <laughs> wow. Um, you should file a bug report. Uh, is that why the hermit still has no clovers? Also, no fucking idea. Also, is there a way for Pastamancers to check which Pasta Guardian they are bound to and how many summons they have left for the day? Uh, yes, wait until the Pastamancer skill revamp, in which that is no longer a thing at all anymore. I, the, so, I mean, going back to the Bad Moon thing, like, Bad Moon and Aftercore have a bunch of, like, nonsense interactions at this point and I, we're aware of a lot of them but I don't know how likely it is that we're going to fix them anytime soon unfortunately uh, Mad Surgeon says I enjoyed the recent discussion on Ticket to Ride slash Settlers of Catan etc will there ever be a board games hot dog no I don't think that we I think should we could do, do one more. Mo- uh, once a month yeah but I don't think it, it would be tricky because doing things on a monthly scale I we would always fuck around difficult. and not pay, not play the board game assignment until the day before. And, well, and, or just you know, if it's a group thing, <clears throat> then it would be easier, right? I could see doing like a supplemental video games hot dog once every five or six episodes, where we mostly talked about a particular board game or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I have enough to say about board games to sustainably do a podcast about it because I don't. I don't always play new board games, right? Like, there's a couple times a year where I get a real, real big injection of board game novelty. You know, like, if we go to Dragon Con or if we, like, go to some other real serious gamer's house for a party or something and just play a bunch of stuff that we haven't played before. We could do that here. We could, every week, we could go to a board game night at that taqueria where all those assholes will be mean to our girlfriends. So our girlfriends would just stop going. Uh, side note, congratulations slash good luck on the move. Since you introduced me to Merlin Mann a few years ago, you are now single-handedly responsible for most of the podcasts I listen to coming out of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it is where podcasts live. <laughs> oh, that explains uh, the internet problems. <laughs> yeah. Wack continues, you're moving into a new office or something? Was there a particular radio show where you talked about this, or is it just a thing? We kind of quasi-mentioned it's It's a weird situation, right? 
for the last year, Hot Stuff had been dividing his time between Chicago and Phoenix because Hot Stuff's girlfriend was doing an internship in Chicago. Yeah, at the, the and University of Illinois, Chicago. she has since gotten her PhD and got a job in San Francisco, which we encouraged her to do because we wanted to live in San Francisco. Right. So now... Hot Stuff is going to be in San Francisco all of the time, and I am going to split my time between Phoenix and San Francisco. So we just, like, went in together on an apartment out here, and so now we have an apartment in San Francisco. And, you know, and this this postdoc that she's in is, like, up to three years, but it's only guaranteed for a year, so we have no idea how long it's going to last. We have, you know... Everything is everything like, is in flux. Yeah, it's, it's like, in this super weird position, which I have not been in for many, many years in which I have no idea what the next year looks like. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's kind of fine. Like, I can work from wherever I am, so that's fine, right? right. Well, you can well, work from wherever you are, as long as, as, long there's, as internet. there's internet. Yeah, which, which kind of sucks. Is a dubious quality. Um, but yeah, so basically I'm, I am going to be, well, both of us, I think, our schedules are fairly similar for the rest of this year, right? Like, we're in San Francisco until we go back to Arizona for KOLCon. Um, which we'll have to do one or two or three or four weeks early, depending on right. how much stuff we got to do. And then we will come back here and then go back there for Christmas. There is a chance that I will be going to Pax Prime. To Pakistan? Yeah, to Pakistan Prime. Is that where, is that where Dr. Girlfriend's uh, New Year's crew is going this year? Yeah. Wake up, Dad. We're in Pakistan. War zones. And you're going to hose them down with <laughs> elephant semen? Um, it, it is interesting how we've told a couple of people that we moved here and the first question they're asked was where's your office and we were like uh nowhere yeah is it is it so odd to just work out of your house like is that such an unusual thing i would assume that that would be a common thing for internet people yeah i really don't know i mean i guess most people don't work with close friends Right, so they can't just live You can't with just live with the people that you work with. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, to, to hear the Fulbright Company is described as being, like, weird in that they oh, just right. work like out of a house and they all yeah. live together. I mean, it is kind of like a commune. And when I describe our, like, in the initial setup, when it was like, all right, I'm just going to buy a house and some of the guys that work for me are going to move into it and that's where we're going to work, it it does seem weird, but it's like, you, you it guys, is so it is practical. yeah, it's like a thousand times <laughs> cheaper right. to do it that way. Like, we, like I could either get a loan and buy an office, or I could just use the money that we are earning to to work in much more modest but equally adequate an environment Accoutre that money. we already have. Right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, I don't know. It seems like such a natural thing to me, but like, it's probably totally against the law. Like we're not you are not supposed to have employees commute to a house, sure, right? Like sure. we don't get fucking OSHA inspected. We, like, and it's just it's lucky that we've never gotten audited. It's lucky that we've never really had any attention drawn to it. I think that if attention was drawn to it, they would just tell us what we were supposed to do, and we would do it, and it would be fine. <laughs> One of those things might be go to jail. <laughs> that, I, that, there's no way. There is no way. Like, do not pass go. I, I, the kind of, the kind of crimes that you can accidentally commit by being in violation of ordinances that you don't know about are the kind of crimes that you just pay some money and then you're square. What if you've never heard of murder? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Like if you're, if you're Kevin Spacey from K-Pax. Right. And you show up here. Yeah. No, yeah, good point. Um, 
Darzil says, so I was thinking about what I needed from the giant's castle. No, wait. Sporky McForkinspoon says, so I was playing through the Nemesis quest today and I had to wait through the 29 adventures while O'Captain, my Captain adventure wasn't available because I had hit that adventure and stepped away when I was there mid-run. Could that go away now that the world event is finished or could the counter reset on getting the map? Uh, probably. It's probably possible to change that in a way that people would be less frustrated by. Darzel says, so I was thinking about what I need from the giant's castle. I wanted a candle from the door of the naughty sorceress and three for summoning a meat demon. So that's four candles. Sent me straight to the two Ronnie's sketch. Any chance we could have a four candle somewhere that we can swap for four candles? <laughs> that, that sketch was pretty good. And I also liked their sort of modern sketch that was just a bunch of old man jokes about technology. Like it was a, like a green grocer where it was like, my apple doesn't work. Have you tried windows? And then he throws the apple out the window, and then he pulls out his BlackBerry, and he says, yeah. Um, They did one called Mastermind that was uh, a really, really good quiz show kind of thing that you kind of have to look it up and watch it, because I can't do it justice by just describing it. Uh, I Eat Food says, okay, so old items of the month are done and will never be brought back. Thank God makes investing possible. Here's my question. If I somehow had money and hopped in my private jet, flew out to the asymmetric offices with a briefcase handcuffed to some random part of my or my bodyguard's body, how much cash would have to be in it for you guys to give me an unobtainable item of the month, like the hand turkey? Would you sell me something hard to get, like 10 counterclockwise watches for a price, even though that would be in a way cheating? Would you just hit me with a blunt object and take the briefcase? Can I also buy a diamond-encrusted platinum Mr. A? Uh, second related question. If I was well off and got a Greyhound ticket to your offices and opened up my sweet My Little Pony Velcro wallet and pulled out $500 in cash and asked nicely for a plastic pumpin- pumpkin bucket or any other item of the month that's easily had, would you just make another one for me or would you take the cheapest one from the mall and give it to me? I don't have 500 bucks and I'm not riding a bus out there, so don't worry. I'm just curious about how you would address these things. Also, can I have some money for a bus ticket? I'd really <laughs> like to come out there and meet you guys in the offices and see where the, quote, magic happens. I would feel like it was irresponsible to not give somebody a hand turkey if they offered us $50,000. Huh. I was thinking that, like, my morals would say I would not want to, like, just create a new item, right? Because, like, for... um, Well, here's the thing. I would not... I would put a hand turkey in their terrarium as a familiar. I would not give them the item. I would not I would not do it in a way that influenced the economy at all, I don't think. Huh. Cuz like the for for KOL Lumbus to help with the like raising of money for that, I gave a bunch of like old items the month that I had had sitting in my inventory to them for like the auction, which raised like $1000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think I would feel like a jerk if I had just made those items instead of having actually gotten them at the time that they were released. Because I have in the past made items for that auction. Have you? Yeah. But I mean, here's the thing. What if I had made them during testing and had them still sitting around after 10 years? Because you destroy your inventory. I I zero out my inventory constantly when I'm testing stuff. So it like... I mean, that's like technically we made all of the items, right? Well, sure. I mean, that's I mean, but yeah, I definitely get what you mean. I definitely get what you mean. Luckily, this will never, ever come up. Sure. But there's no no for five hundred dollars. I'm not going to give you a plastic. That said, that's no the diamond encrusted platinum mystery. Like, sure. Yeah. A new custom item for somebody that wants to give a bunch of money. Like, that's 
a thing that could happen. Something that doesn't do anything. Yeah, or to that, is, else. that is a fundamentally new item. That's that's actually much easier for me to wrap my head around than. Sure. I mean, that's how that, that's how the golden Mister accessories happened. Yeah, somebody was like, "Hey, I, I'd like to give you fifty dollars. Can you give me a souvenir for this?" And right. I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" Right. And then I think he was kind of sad when I offered it for sale to other people. <laughs> I don't even remember who that guy was. I think he had long hair. Uh, Chilled says, presuming this is the active radio questions thread, what happens to Jick's drawings after they're scanned and turned into game art? Uh, I put them in sheet protectors in a binder on my desk at and the office. And then store them in Yarnell. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Small request says, I eat food. I've listened to the podcast for a while now, and you say, God damn it, a lot. Now, while I have developed what I like to call the Deadwood Effect, where you grow accustomed to the most inane use of cursing after a few episodes, my wife has trouble listening to your show. What makes it worse is that I burn your shows to CDs and leave them around town or in truck stops with Don't Listen to This or Best Mixtape Ever in the hopes that someone will pick it up, listen to it, and say, Damn, these guys are awesome. I should go play this game and donate insane amounts of money to them. I'm just afraid the use of those words might deter people from listening and finding the game. I'm in the South, so the Bible Belt is a thing too sadly. Uh, anyway, if what I'm doing is not cool with you guys, then it was a joke and I totally don't do that but we all know that i do also this is a thing i use and then uh bulk a lot of cdrs i don't i don't know are we i i have no idea i keep i i have such a bad sense of the actual words that come out of my mouth yeah (laughs) that i don't know plus i'm always drunk so yeah that doesn't help it's we did say fuck I, those guys earlier. <laughs> right, but it was, this is a very specific request for not being, like, religiously profane. Oh, right? like, goddamn in particular? Okay. Yes. Hmm. And, you know, uh, I, understand, I understand the request. I feel like I have, I, I make a conscious effort to avoid certain vocabulary because it has been made clear to me that it bothers people, and now I'm going to start thinking about this. And eventually... I'm not going to be able to say anything. That's true. Because, <laughs> because every word will have will be a trigger for some some kind of like mm-hmm. trauma that somebody has experienced. Yeah, if there's one thing that I've learned from that metafilter thread is that you shouldn't say the word bad because bad is derived from some proto-Germanic word meaning an effeminate man. Is that Yes, that was apparently true. true? But true but irrelevant. Right. Yeah, so irrelevant if true is the status of that <laughs> that fact. Wow. So wait, wait, wait. I just want to. I want I, like this might be dumb or whatever, but like. Oh, you mean like it's a person uh, yeah, yeah. who is handicapped and can't speak? You fucking bigot. So the word "bad" is a really old version of someone saying, in modern parlance, "gay." Mm. Maybe that that is the argument that was being made in yeah. that. Well, the word "bad" is derived from a word that is like that. Yeah. Wow. So there's an there's an extra step in there, but yeah. Yeah, you know, and the argument there is saying I use this word to mean this and not to mean the other thing, and this is true of a lot of words, and and then the argument is whether that fifteen hundred year gulf is Adequate. equivalent to this 40-year gulf or whatever. And so then there's just a bunch of... Wow. There's just a bunch of conversations you shouldn't read and you especially shouldn't participate in. Okay. Cheese Cookie says, Dear Chicken Scully, 
On the 10th, I'll be on the road for two days, and I'll be solely catching up on your podcast from since I started playing. I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but I do quite enjoy them, so I'm going to go for it. In case I ascend in real life during my trip, I'm going to donate <laughs> for a couple of Mr. A's just after this post, just in case. A constant intake of chicken scully might be the path to salvation, insanity, or just loose bowels. I'll be snacking on a bunch of homemade cookies that might cause this. Man, you need to get some better cookie makers, <laughs> if that's what... Higher fiber cookies? Yeah. Anyway, Sealide Doll isn't multi-usable, and it would be great if it were. Oh, I see your ulterior agenda here. Um, all this hot dog stand stuff makes me think of Taco Bell and that 30% beef thing. What is the percentage of beef in the basic hot dog? Are the dogs made out of cardboard and soaked in soup? I love that I can overeat on these things, just like I would at a good barbecue. Thanks for giving us a new clan item. Well, you're welcome. Uh, and then Felony asked a question that I also put uh, in the video games hot dog thing. What is the weather like in the kingdom? Are there other continents besides what is shown on the map? Yeah, there's the in-continent. That was, <laughs> that was like the first uh, theoretical like donation. Yeah, the DLC yeah. that never happened. Yep. We figured out a more egalitarian way to yeah. put content in Mr. Store. Um, says, operating under the assumption that this will be for the show recorded on the 10th. Hey, guys, would it be possible to put a line in the quest log if you've defeated the thing with no name, the boss from the suburbs of Dis, in the current ascension? Uh, man, I could do a lot of things if I spent some time on the quest log. Right. Also, nice work on the hot dog stand. It's pretty awesome, and I like the speculation and spading on the unlocks. Me too. Darzel says, with free rest, is it, is it, is it, uh, with free rest, it is possible to get the dream of a dog if you have no unconscious collective. If you have one, you normally can only get unconscious collective dreams. Does this mean with a collective you cannot get the dream of a dog with free rests? It does, and I get that that sucks, and I feel like I've inadvertently painted myself into a corner out of which there is no way. <laughs> um, if I had thought of it, when free rests became a thing, you would have I would have ensured that you couldn't get any of the beneficial dreams during a free rest. That's how that's how to fix this problem. Is to make it so you can't. Yeah. But then that's that's that is how you solve it. It just the I know, I know it is, but it is very slightly mean to a category of people. It is it, it is, is it is not costing them anything because they are literally free rests. I I know. I know it is. It's just it is taking something away from them. If they complained uh, and they said yesterday I had this thing and today I don't, I would have to say you're right and I'm sorry. Well, and but yes, so I mean like yesterday they might have stumbled onto an ultra rare and today they're adventuring in some other location. I, look, I understand your rationalizations. Uh, I'm not coming from a I'm not coming from a right brain point of view here. Okay. Left brain point of view. I don't even know which part yeah. of my brain I'm using anymore. This is not logic. This is perceptual, right? And the, it's wow. it's political, right? And but you would have done it at an earlier time. But that doesn't matter, right? <sighs> the, we can we can until we are blue in the face say if it had always been like this, you would have nothing to complain about. But that does not it does not change the way that they feel, and it does not make them wrong. They are the ones who get to determine what reality is because there are more of them than us. Oh, so it's a numbers thing. It's not... Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Consensus, man. Well, okay, so clearly we just need to have a company philosophy where for every new player we hire someone else. Okay. <laughs> that so sounds we, great. We, you start with two people, and for every player you hire... You double, employee. you hire a number of employees equal to them. Each person recruits a friend. <laughs> and then all you have to do is get one neighbor to buy a case of toothpaste. Right. 
and everyone everyone, everyone must makes money. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's crazy. It's, I mean, it seems like it seems too good to be true. Right. Hot stuff. It really does seem too good to be. But true. But our teeth are going to be so clean. It's true. All right. Uh, well, this has been uh, this has been in, uh, the Thursday, uh, July eleventh episode. 2013 of the 2013 Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm doing a little numbers recap here at the end for the first time ever. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for listening, uh, all of you who listened. And uh, if you're listening to this live, because I guess that's maybe a thing that happens to like 10 dudes, uh, stay tuned for Video Games Hot Dog. And if you're not, uh, download Video Games Hot Dog someday. And listen to it and then say, hey guys, good Video Games Hot Dog. (laughs) And then burn it to a CD and leave it in a truck stop. Yeah, that says porn and farts. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everyone.